can't be a regional stud without mastering the basic brachial plexus blocks. And you can't do the brachial plexus blocks if you don't know the brachial plexus. Let's fix that today. Before we get all caught up in cords and divisions, keep in mind what the brachial plexus does. It's a highway system through which spinal nerves can control the function, motor, and sensation of the arms. The plexus starts at the side of the neck and goes to the axilla. And from here, individual nerves continue down the arm. Starts off as five roots, converges to three trunks, which then split into two divisions each, which then recombine into three cords, which then finally split into five major nerves. Simple. The brachial plexus consistently has input from C5 through C8 and T1. It's divided into the following. Roots, trunks, divisions, cords, and branches. A good mnemonic to remember the brachial plexus is Robert Travis drinks cold beer, which stands for roots, trunks, divisions, cords, and branches. Now Robert Travis may have a drinking problem, but that's another discussion for another day. Let's run through each one of these roots. When a spinal nerve exits the inner vertebral foramen, it splits into the ventral or anterior rami and dorsal or posterior rami. The ventral rami of the split makes up the roots of the brachial plexus. Local delivered via interscalene block spreads to distal roots and proximal trunks. Of note, the anterior tubercle is missing from C7, which allegedly makes it easy to identify an ultrasound. The roots are covered by prevertebral fascia. Trunks. The trunks are derived from the nerves combining shortly after exiting the intervertebral foramina. C5 and 6 combine to form the superior trunk. C7 goes off as the middle trunk, and C8 and T1 form the inferior trunk. This happens between the anterior and middle scalene muscles. The trunks are covered by the axillary sheath. Divisions. The trunks then continue on under the clavicle and form two divisions at the lateral edge of the first rib, anterior and posterior. The anterior division of each trunk can be thought of as comprising the flexors of the arm and the posterior division of the trunks can be thought of as the extensors of the arm. Cords. So far it's been straightforward, but here things get funky. The anterior divisions of the superior and middle trunks become the lateral cord. The posterior divisions of all three trunks becomes the posterior cord. The anterior division of the inferior trunk becomes the medial cord. The cords are named according to their relation to the axillary artery. Each cord gives off two major branches which end up as terminal nerves that we all know. The lateral cord contributes to the musculocutaneous nerve and the lateral part of the median nerve. The posterior cord contributes to the radial nerve and the axillary nerve. The medial cord contributes to the medial part of the median nerve and the ulnar nerve. Three small but important branches to know about are the medial cutaneous nerve, the medial antibrachial cutaneous nerve, and the intercostobrachial nerve coming off T2. These branches provide sensation to the medial aspect of the arm. Other structures that run around here are of some significance. The subclavian artery runs between the anterior and middle scalenes. The vertebral artery travels northward after taking off from the subclavian and enters into the vertebral foramen around C6. The carotid artery is also medial to the anterior scalene muscle. This makes it possible to have an intravascular injection of local, take a short trip to the brain, and cause seizures. 
The phrenic nerve lays on the anterior scalene muscle. Therefore, you see 100% phrenic nerve paralysis on the same side as an inner scalene block. We'll review this further in the inner scalene block podcast. Another random fact that could be clinically useful is that as we go further away from the roots towards the terminal branches, the makeup of the nerve changes from neural to non-neural tissue ratio of 1 to 1 to neural to non-neural tissue ratio of 1 to 2. As you go further away from the roots, connective tissue comprises more and more of the makeup of the nerves. Finally, let's go through what each nerve does. The musculocutaneous derives from the lateral cord and innervates the coracobrachialis, brachialis, and biceps brachii muscles. It provides sensory innervation to the lateral forearm. And nerve stimulation of the musculocutaneous nerve causes the arm to flex at the elbow. The median nerve derives from the lateral cord and the medial cord. It innervates the flexor muscles of the anterior forearm and thenar muscles of the palm and innervates sensation to the skin over the thenar aspect of the palm. Nerve stimulation of the median nerve causes forearm pronation, wrist flexion, and thumb opposition. Ulnar nerve is derived from the medial cord and innervates the muscles of the forearm and hand medial to digit 4. Nerve stimulation of the ulnar nerve causes ulnar deviation of the wrist, little finger flexion, and opposition. Radial nerve is derived from the posterior cord and provides innervation to the posterior compartment of the forearm and posterior skin of the upper extremity distal to digit 4. Nerve stimulation of the radial nerve causes elbow, wrist, hand, and finger extension. That was a lot of information. I want to recommend four sources which are really fantastic for learning regional anesthesia. The first website is Ultrasound for Regional Anesthesia from usra.ca. Really fantastic pictures, descriptions. The next one is the New York School of Regional Anesthesia, nysora.com, an incredible resource for regional information. Neuraxium.com, N-E-U-R-A-X-I-O-M.com. Excellent pictures, excellent explanations. And finally, a paper from authors at Virginia Mason Medical Center, Upper Extremity Regional Anesthesia, Essentials of Our Current Understanding, 2008, published in Regional Anesthesia and Pain Medicine. Really a fantastic article. That's it for this week. As always, we welcome your feedback, criticisms, ideas, and corrections. Twitter handle at regionalpodcast or email at regionalpodcast at gmail.com.